when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe Hardman, a TV presenter, a radio broadcaster and a mummy to my absolutely gorgeous 19-month-old daughter, Luna. And I'm Georgia Dayton. I work in marketing for House of Fraser and I'm mum to a cheeky little boy, Axel, who's 20 months. Yeah, and together we are Made by Mamas. We are. So the story is, Georgia and I met in a coffee shop whilst we were both pregnant, living in Cheltenham at the time. We'd been dragged kicking and screaming by our other half. Off to the countryside. <laughs> Off to the countryside you will go um, they're both sportsmen and we ended up having to leave our friends and our family and thank goodness we met that day I know seriously what would we have done I don't even want to think about it <laughs> so we spent the next year or so drinking coffee trying to get back into shape and then of course launching our mummy blog Made by Mummers so Made by Mummers is a blog and an Instagram account you can go there for advice inspiration get to know some of the products we love but also a bit of love and support because we all need it. Yeah, the minute you become a mum, you're like, oh, I need to give you a warm hug. Um, on this series of podcasts, we're going to be chatting to some of our favourite celebrity females, which is really exciting, uh, all about their experiences um, from everything from being pregnant to the birth to the aftermath, which we know is very... Du, du, du. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to have a sleep expert talking to us about her insider tips. She reckons she can get your baby to sleep through the night from nine weeks. I mean, I can't wait to hear about this. <laughs> Skulls. <laughs> uh, we're also going to give you some much needed beauty tips, uh, some products for quick fixes as well, um, baby classes, toys worth investing in. There is a lot of plastic colourful rubbish out there. Yeah, we're going to sift through all of that. <laughs> uh, and how to travel as well with your little one as well. So you name it, we're going to cover it. Should we get on with it? Let's go. So this week we are talking about weaning, a subject that always comes up and something that I know personally has caused me quite a lot of anxiety when Luna was um, transitioning from milk onto solids. Yeah, it's one of them that you really think into, you really read up on, you really want to get it right. But actually, all it is, is just food. You know, it's just getting a human to eat food. And surely that isn't that hard. But you do look into it way too much. But you say that. I mean, babies just drink milk for whatever it is, four, five, six months, and then suddenly you're introducing solids. And you've got to get it right because those first few months of introducing normal food to them are absolutely key, right? Yeah. So I was really anxious. Every time she chucked anything on the floor, or every time she spat anything out, I was like, oh God, she's never going to eat avocado in her life. <laughs> and she doesn't. She doesn't like avocado. Doesn't I thought like all it. babies liked avocado. Not my baby. Oh, Axel likes avocado, but he won't eat eggs, which really upsets me. Ditto. Because those two things go together. Absolutely. Really well. Yeah. <laughs> or smoked salmon. I mean, what is he really missing out? You've just got, you're trying to get him into a bijou breakfast. Um, let's talk about the teeth situation because I think that's that plays like a big factor in what they eat. Obviously, Luna didn't get virtually any teeth until she was about 13 or 14 months old. I think she had one. Yeah. So everything that I gave her had to be mushed up, but she was very much the baby led weaning baby you know yeah I think we both did that didn't we we started off with like some of the Ella's kitchen purees yep. but then found that they wanted to feed themselves so it got to a stage where they were having the pouches themselves and like you know sucking out the whatever it is the mush inside <laughs> the delicious mush that we give our kids <laughs> yes. um so yeah it is interesting because I think 
you do take the lead from your baby, don't you? Because some probably want to just sit there, be lazy, be spoon fed, and some definitely don't want to be. But I'm, I mean, I remember us sitting in the the gym cafe, and you would be giving Axel pieces of of, of apple, and I would look at that, and I would think, oh, God, I, mean, I just, I mean, she's just trying to gum this <laughs> poor thing, just trying to gum this really hard apple, and it was really uncomfortable for her. So there was a lot of foods that were taken away from me at that stage. So obviously, I was pureeing everything, but she didn't seem to want the puree either. I really struggled at the beginning. I really it gave me a lot of anxiety yeah you were a bit hard. more casual yeah I think Axel got teeth quite quickly and he did take to food quite easily as well but then now he's a bit contrary so one day he'll like something and then the next day he doesn't or he only wants to be spoon fed and if I make a certain sound in fact he tells me what sound so he'll go nano nano and then he goes no not eating that <laughs> woo, 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 woo. so I have to do that and I mean and then the next day he doesn't want me to be anywhere near him mm. when he's eating so mm. I think it's always going to be like a little bit of a struggle. But just how stressful is it, though, when you spend, I think a lot of parents out there will be nodding right now. You know, you spend ages in the kitchen. You're like, I'm going to cook them this amazing home cooked meal and they're going to absolutely love it. And I'm going to put loads of ingredients into it. And they put it down in front of them and they just go and just chuck it on the floor and it's everywhere. And you're like, why have I bothered? I'm just going to give her a piece of quiche. Yeah, why did I do that? <laughs> I actually remember when we first started out, we were like, yeah, we're going to do all these Annabelle Carmel recipes. And then I think about two days later, I saw you and you were like, yeah, just been to Tesco's and bought 30 Ella's Kitchen pouches. <laughs> don't judge me, don't judge me. Well, I still now, because Luna doesn't really like vegetables. I mean, she went through a period of absolutely gnawing on broccoli and asparagus. And I was like, my daughter is the green goddess this is going so well for me and then one day she just woke up and was like no I don't like I'm not gonna eat that now so I will even now at kind of 19 months old I'll be like here's an Ella's broccoli peas and pears pouch because oh, I know then at least I know then that she's actually eating something you know resembling green food she yeah. hates green food it's weird isn't it I had a friend round the other day and she's not got children in fact she's pregnant so she was obviously like watching everything I was doing like trying to like learn and get some tips and she was like I just can't imagine not being interested in food because we were like giving him like some something I think it was really tasty like cheese on toast like everyone loves cheese on toast don't yeah, they yeah he doesn't love it and he was just like no <laughs> don't want it just like I can't imagine ever having that mindset if someone yeah. puts something really tasty in front of me just thinking nah not going to eat it yeah. give me something else not, eat, not eating today it is a really really hot topic and it's super important this is you know nutrition that is feeding your child and making them big and strong and I know that a lot of mums suffer from you know severe anxiety about if their kids not eating it is a big thing and you're watching them and the more pressure you put on yourself I think I think your baby will pick up on it as well yeah definitely a really good tip is just kind of putting the food down in front of them let them pick it up with their hands and just let them get on with it. Because the minute you start going, here, here, try this, try this, try this, and shoving it in their face, they're like, get away. Yeah, I'm so annoying. I think we both read somewhere that giving a child um, food on a spoon is like giving an adult food blindfolded. That's mm. how they know what it is, like where they touch it and they smell it before they eat it. So I think that's something that I always used to think in my head, like if he's getting messy then he's just, you know, he's just exploring. He just wants to know what it is. That's something you definitely have to let go of. My husband is like, freaks out still that he throws food everywhere. I mean, at home, I don't know about you, but we don't even have bibs. We're just no. like, whatever. <laughs> just let them get messy. Yeah. You know, baby led weaning is really, really, I mean, lots of parents do kind of half and half, which is what we did. You know, we'd obviously get a bit of a spoon in if we could, but the rest yeah. of the time, it's all touch, feel with the hands and, you know, finger food and carrot sticks and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's a really good way of kind of teaching them from an early age like you said what foods feel like what they taste like you know what they smell like because they can can feel it if you're trying to control and micromanage everything in the kitchen it becomes a real ordeal exactly and I guess the ultimate goal is that they grow up to have a really good relationship with food really enjoy food and kind of you know they can enjoy going out for dinner and do all those lovely things that we like doing as adults yeah so be interesting to talk to Lizzie and see what she thinks I know she's super healthy as well so I'm looking forward to getting her tips yeah, she's the weaning expert, isn't she? And she doesn't she doesn't believe in snacks really as well. No, um, I was listening to her talk a couple of days ago and she said that she thinks that it puts kids off their main meals, which is actually a really valid point. So if they're having rice cakes and filling up on rice cakes, there's not that much nutritional value. I mean, I know when I fill up on rice cakes, I don't want to eat my dinner either. <laughs> Especially ones with chocolate on top. So it'd be a really interesting kind of chat to her because we obviously live by three meals, two snacks. So yeah, I can't wait to chat to her. Should we get into it? Let's go. 
It is a very, I always say exciting day, but it kind of is because every subject that we talk about on these podcasts, I get ridiculously overexcited about. But today, um, the topic that always comes up on our Instagram is weaning. So that moment in your baby's life where suddenly you realise that you can no longer just give the baby milk and it's time to introduce solid solid foods. Um, And today we have gone to a guru in that field and we're completely honoured and over the moon that she's in the studio with us. And it's Lizzie King, weaning expert. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure to be with you, lovely ladies. Now, you are completely well equipped to be discussing this subject because you've been eat, sleeping and breathing the whole weaning process and foods for years and years, right? Just tell us about your story. Yeah, so, well, I've got three children, um, but before that, I uh, I was just a sort of run-of-the-mill foodie, I guess. I had a different job. I worked in film. Um, but I got into food when I got pregnant. I decided that uh, it was one of the things I could do to make a difference. Like what I was eating was clearly going to have a, an impact on what was going on inside. So then I did nutrition course and I did cooking courses and I and I sort of got got into it. Um, but when I then when I had my baby and I started weaning him, I realised that there was just this world of information out there that was I mean it's like a tidal wave that kind of hits you and you think oh well, what am I supposed to do and then your mum says this and your mother-in-law says that and yeah. freak out <laughs> it Ow. is a minefield yeah it's a minefield and so I thought and I, I continued after weaning too for the for the rest of the journey of feeding my kids and I just thought well it, why does it have to be like that I felt, felt like I needed to like knuckle down have a read have mm. a look at what was out there and make up my own I mean I think the same with all decisions with kids in the end isn't it you have to make up your own decision as much as you like your neighbour and your best mate from NCT or whatever you know it's, it's either going to work or it's not going to work and so I thought right well I'm going to make it as simple as I can for me and and it and it sort of was quite easy. Yeah, it's it? about listening, 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 isn't it? And then just filtering out all the bits that you yeah. think, no, I'm not taking that on board. I'm not taking that on board. Exactly. And the weaning process, both Georgia and I, well, we had different experiences. Yeah, with it, didn't we, we did. Yeah, I mean, Axel, my son, was pretty easy. Um, I remember we gave him his first bit of food on Christmas Day, so with like all the family around, we no sat pressure. there. I know, I know. When <laughs> I think about it, I think, oh my god, that was so the wrong thing to do. But well, I think we gave him some blended up carrot. And he sort of didn't spit it out, liked it. It was great. And we were all like, yay! And then from then on, I just went on giving him a little bit of puree every day for a couple of weeks. And then after that, he was like munching he was all away, sorts of wasn't stuff. He? Yeah, he had teeth, which is quite a key thing. <laughs> so I guess we want to take it back to basics, really, and just kind of say to you, you know, if you're a first time mum, just talk us through, you know, you, you know it's time to start weaning. What, what do we do? What what do we do to wean our kids? Yes. Okay. Like, what would be the process? Yeah, so, well, for me, the first thing you want to do is... Um, well, I think that's the other thing, is that you, you... Well, I did a bit of prep and a bit of reading and a bit of, you know, because I was in getting it, you know, that was my thing. Um, and I think people then say, oh, you need all of this, and there's these lists of things you need to buy, and all this special food, and all this special equipment, and all this yeah. special... And and for me, I mean, it still holds true, and in, and in my book as well. I just feel like kids' food, baby food, or it shouldn't be this separate weird thing. And I don't think you need all the special kit and piles of it. And I don't think you need. And I think when it comes down to it, actually, you can grab whatever you've got in your fridge, and you can use your mashy machine that you've already got. And so you you can keep it. Some. I mean, there are some quite nice little bits of kit out there that make your life a lot easier like those like steamy blendy mushy machines that do everything yeah we'll yeah. talk about those later <laughs> yeah. but, but essentially I think you can get a carrot or a sweet potato out of your fridge um, and steam it so for me I would say what you need to do okay you need to sit down you need to well the first question that I think scares people a lot is when do you do it yes yeah exactly <gasps> how do I know when is the right time and how do I know if they're you know and I think the only thing that um, there's there's lots of books you know with all the, the things that you need to tick off and they need to be able to sitting up and they need to be able to you know all the they need to be older than 17 weeks there are various sort of marks that I mean you can look it all up on on Line, there's lots of rules out there that you, there's you lots need to of follow. rules that you have to have done and then WHO says it can you know no breast no feeding until six you know should just be breastfed for six months but for me I think 
you know your baby best and it's really boring platitude to say that but I really think it's true and I think all babies are so different so I think what you need to do any time from about four months is start just looking and, and being like a bit flexible I mean lots of mums don't want to be flexible they don't want to be like let's see how this goes they want to be told on Monday the 24th of January <laughs> yeah. we will do sweet potato and what's the signs that you're looking for that your baby's ready well, so I think the site, they, they have to be sitting up and they have to be more than 17 weeks. And then, I mean, the, the really basic one is if they're not um, feeling, they're not satisfied after their milk feed. So that is the like bog standard basic, like if they're still hungry. But then there's all sorts of like curveballs, like if they're teething, because then people say if they're chewing stuff, then they're hungry. Um, but if they're teething, which quite often can be at the same time, they could be stuffing things in their mouth because of that too. Okay. So, so you need to watch quite carefully. You need, you need to, to know. Carefully. You know your baby. You know your baby. If you think they're hungry, then they need something more than milk. And it gets to a point where they do need more. You know, after six months, their iron stores run out and they do need more things than just milk. Yeah, it's quite exciting as well. I was really, I couldn't wait to give Axel some food. I thought it was really exciting. I love food and I love cooking, so I just I couldn't wait for him to be involved with all of that. So I, I was a little bit more anxious. I'm going to be honest with you because I'm so aware of food and what's good food and what's not good food. I really wanted to get it right with Luna, so I would spend. I mean, George and I used to have conversations. We, <laughs> we'd be like, I'm going to cook up this beautiful delight for Luna, and then she'd be like that, uh, and it would go everywhere, and she wouldn't want to eat it. So I was probably a little bit more anxious. But I don't necessarily, I'll hold my hands up and say I don't necessarily think I got it right. Um, What's a great kind of first foods to try your baby on? Well, I would, I mean, the the classic, well, there's there's sort of two schools of thoughts. There's the baby weeding, baby led weaning crew who like lots of things, sliced up vegetables, um, soft fruits, whatever. Or there's the baby rice, you know, put it on a spoon and... I'm not a huge fan of... I don't want to sound like I'm sitting on the fence, but I'm not a huge fan of being like one camp or the other or this is what you should do and this isn't what you should do. I mean, there's also the people from, you know, there's there's more old school foodie kid gurus who say that you should give them um, calves liver and egg yolks and, you know, really strong, high fat protein foods and you shouldn't be doing watery, baby ricey. So, so, I mean, I, I take a little bit of what everyone says and then I think, okay, well, actually, for me, I don't think, especially my first one, who was really not coordinated, he's like this boy of sort of like flailing arms. <laughs> I just thought there's no, nothing's going to go in his mouth. He was also super hungry. He was a sort of skinny little wiry <laughs> baby that just wanted to move all the time. And, and getting enough food in him that was laid out in front of him was just impossible. So I did a bit of both. So I had a spoon with some, and I would do a sweet potato or... You, you don't want to start with fruit because then you might never you might yeah. never yeah. Yeah, we talk about we that we were always so conscious just of that yeah. we read that if you gave them too much fruit then they'd just love sweet stuff yeah. going forward we're just yeah. never going to get them back rain them back down I mean it's no. the same now you know if you if you give your kids if you gave your kids a bowl of coke I mean nothing yeah Come on, Lizzie, you can say it. If you don't want to give your kids a big bowl bowl of of Cocoa Pops first thing in the morning, they're going to be set up for a day of like wanting more and more and more. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, of course. It makes Um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I think what you want to do is you want something, uh, a rooty vegetable that has a bit of natural sweetness in it anyway, but is um, easy. The the straightforward ones are sweet potato, carrot, butternut squash. So I would start, but again, you can read all the correct ways of introducing every you know thing from all the doctors and all the people on we don't want the doctors Lizzie we want your <laughs> advice yeah, on it we want practice look this is just these are just your opinions and yes. these are just what you've done and, yes. and actually I think we've we've pretty much followed ilk on them apart from the fact that one of us uh, one of our kids had teeth at four and a half five months That's and the mad, other one didn't get any yeah. until she was 14 months old so our food the food that we gave them was slightly different because yeah. Luna couldn't eat an apple or a carrot for example unless it was like really yeah. cooked and she could sort of mush it in her mouth yeah. um, but introduce- gumming gumming yeah exactly <laughs> introducing new food groups is obviously key and yes. those first sort of two months are you know essential to kind of get that right so is there is there a process that we need to follow or is it a bit you know every few days introducing a new food group well uh, again some children are really resistant to change and new stuff and some mothers I think also I think it can come from that as well are really want to have a sort of bible of right I should do um, this for three days then I change to that for three days and I think that that is helpful because what you want to make sure is that you've just gone through as many 
fruits and vegetables as you can in the first couple of months. But there is a sort of bench, there is a sort of line in the sand at six, six and a half months where you need to be introducing some form of uh, protein because they run out of iron stores. So that is just a fundamental physiological need. Okay. I didn't know that. Did no, you know I didn't that? know that at all. No, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you're telling us now. But um, yeah, I, I didn't know that. But I did actually probably do that thinking about it because I started Axel quite early. I think five months-ish. Yeah. I started him on like vegetables and fruits. And mm. that so kind it's of six, stuff. six and a half months. Yes. Right. Um, because, I mean, up until then, milk is the, I mean... It's an interesting thing that are, as mammals, most other creatures are evolved to get, you know, pop out and run off and go and find their own food. But human babies are these poor little creatures that are completely helpless. And in some ways, you know, it's it's amazing that we have to look after them for that extra s- step. But it also is a big responsibility. But I also think one of the, th- as you were saying about... Um, how much you love food I think it's a real privilege like we get to introduce food to another human being and I think if you love food and food's really important to you then that is like I just think that should be a joy and it should be a real privilege and you should remember that when they're throwing their squashed sprouts at you (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the question that I really want to ask you is that well, firstly, do you believe in fussy eaters or do you think that as parents, potentially we give up, in inverted commas, trying our children out with new foods because we think they are going to prefer one food type to another? Or do you think there are certain kids that just go, look, do you know what? I'm just not into that. Yeah, don't like it. Yeah, do you know what? I think um, it's a really interesting one and it's probably what I get asked more about than anything is about fussy eaters because it can be such a painful situation to be in I think it's without um, hedging my I I think it's probably a bit of both but I think definitely some children are in the other way the opposite of fussy eaters some children are 100% more likely to just go for anything like my daughter who is now eight she was eating olives anchovies lumps of lemon out of anyone's drink probably a bit of vodka on them sometimes (laughs) but she was always up for anything and wanted to try wanted to know what's that can I have a bit of that scallops whatever she would and she mostly she would like she loves anchovies she loves olives and she's eight yeah strong flavours that you just don't expect children to like exactly but she's also she's just out there and open and wants to try and then I think you get other kids and my boys are a bit more like that who are just a bit like oh I want what I know and Mm. I want and that's a natural human you know neophobia especially food is what we were born with because we weren't supposed to be foraging around eating poisonous fruit yep. on the floor of the wherever so I think it is completely normal to to want to know what you you know people kids so often they, they come and they say what's this other or they look at their plate and they say what is it they want a name because they want a familiarity or they want to so I just make names up now I just, just say whatever's coming into my head I go oh it's delicious chicken or it's, <laughs> you know but I think the best chicken in the world dude. yeah it's like I don't know what I'm making because I haven't decided yet but I think the point is is that you have to if we have um, you know all this responsibility that I was just talking about I think we what we really can do and we can really make a difference on is by keeping it as broad as possible so yes you know you have to respect like my eldest he doesn't like certain textures he doesn't like squelchy mulchy like macaroni cheesy he doesn't like that kind of doesn't like macaroni cheese he doesn't like macaroni cheese he doesn't like that sort of texture and I think that's not about him saying I don't like cheese or him saying I don't like courgettes because I always have a sort of massive fight about things like that if they if they come out with a line like that then I sort of I have a whole like. Well, if you if you look at someone in the playground and you say I don't like him, then you get to know them and then you like them. So it's about getting to That's know. That's good. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I like that as a trick because they've done that so many times. I don't think I like him. I don't want to play with him. And then they're really they're really good mates. So you know, you, I, I say you're not allowed to say you don't like one food because they can always be different and they're going to be different every time you taste them and all of all of those things. But equally, if someone doesn't like squelchy mushy whatever the thing is that particularly gets their goat then I think you have to respect that and I think okay he doesn't really like so when I make risotto I I make his into balls and I fry them a bit so it's the same thing but I make it a bit crisper or I make it a slightly I mean they've got so many more um, taste receptors and sensors in their mouths than we have that they're a little all their you know food senses are going wild when they're eating 
Um, and so I think it's important to to know your okay I'm not going to just say everyone has to eat this and everyone has to the finishing the plate thing I'm so not into that either no we're not in our household as well you know they can just they just eat what they want I mean not what they want but in terms of quantity some days I'm hungrier than others some days I want to eat two of everything and some days I don't want to eat anything yeah exactly exactly. I mean again it's a fine balance between okay are you just not eating because you don't think you like it and have you tried like you have to try and like make a go of it but if you're full or if you've had enough then that's fine. And I think making it into a stressful, hideous, shouty process is just, then it all mm. becomes a nightmare. Well, then it's not fun, is it? And it kind of, I mean, that's the whole, you know, not the whole object of eating, but it kind it is in our in our world. In our adult world. Yeah, it is. exactly. Of it is. We all love going out for dinner. We all love making stuff at home yeah. or, you know, sitting down to a nice meal. It's like a pleasure. Exactly. And um, I think quite often in our society and, you know, in our world at the moment where everyone's so busy doing, the kids are quite often in a separate place eating separately eating separate food and all of that to me is just alien oh it's just it's it's unhappy you know and and it's i'm not saying that we all sit down in, in this beautiful mediterranean picnic table every day and eat <laughs> really i do food feeding each other because that's not totally not true but when we can i i i mean at supper time i always sit down with them even if i'm just going to then eat again with my husband i just make sure that i'm sitting and chatting rather than standing over them and asking them what they're going to have when and you know making it all about food like if you change it into a normal conversation I mean we don't sit when we're eating and just ask each other how much they're going to eat and when they you know it would just be weird yeah 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 yeah. you make it it suddenly becomes militant and it takes all the joy away but this is fine obviously when you can communicate with your kids and they can respond to you and you can say look you need to try that but Mm. we've got toddlers and a lot of our listeners and followers you know younger babies Um, and I think this might resonate with a lot of people out there um, when Luna was, when I first started weaning her, she, you know, every single green veg under the sun, she would eat asparagus and broccoli and she was picking everything up and really enjoying it. And vegetables, vegetables was like, she loved them. Mm. And as the months have gone on, I've had, you know, things being chucked on the floor. She literally will not touch anything that is green. She, if I, even if I put peas in like her pasta and kind of like try and shove them down, like, you know, you get those pastas. She goes, what is it? What's it called? Penne. Like, penne, that's it. I try, and she's like that. Pops them out on the floor. She will not touch. So, and I'm like, what has happened here? How has this happened? Yeah, how do so you So she'll eat carrots because they're orange. So that's fine. It's really a colour thing. It is a colour thing. She doesn't like green. Well, maybe one thing put her off. Maybe she had a bad moment with a courgette. <laughs> We've all been there. She, yeah, she had a bad moment with the courgette, and she's decided that that green stuff is. I mean, that, that's a really classic one, though. That, is and, it? and there's now a damn book. I'm really cross. Someone's written a book called "I Don't Eat Any Green Stuff," and my son came home from school saying all the stuff. I was like, "No, can we not have that?" Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that is really common, and I think picking stuff out is really is a classic. I think it's about. Um, kids realising they have a bit of independence and a bit of autonomy and again that's another thing that comes with food that we forget you know we give them stuff and we expect them to eat it but it's it's one moment where they can actually sort of sort of refuse you know mm. they can't not put their socks on when they go to school they can't not go to bed in the end they have to go to bed because they're going to pass out but they can not eat their food in front of them and I think so for some children that's like okay I'm going to stand up and I'm going to have a about so is one. there a trick do I just keep trying her because yeah. you know if parents are saying to you what do I do at that scenario do I just keep putting those green vegetables with her food change it what what my two key things with that is make sure you keep changing the way you're presenting it and making it so have you tried pesto pasto pesto pasto I still can't say it. How do Pesta, you say Pesto. Pasta. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> it is hard to I say can't it. say it. Too much. But something like that with green sauce. Yeah. You know, something where there's lots of green things in it because you could then put spinach or kale or something in the... What's the word? The pesto. 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 <laughs> um, that is a good way of because if there's it, almost if there's green everywhere what's she going to do? Yeah, she's right? got to eat one thing on the like plate. she can't if it's all green so so headstrong (laughs) if it's pesto and there's peas on it and there's broccoli you know if it's if it's just all green then she she's so headstrong yeah well then it's clearly is a it's a you know it's Mm. a behavioral thing Mm. it's not about the food it's i'm not saying she's got behavioral issues i'm just saying she's decided this is what i'm gonna do so i think it almost that's more straightforward because she's not gonna not eat eventually so just keep keep trying it and keep mixing it around and then do does, does she like wraps or things rolled up stuff or no 
Okay. <laughs> We're nice. basically at a point in our diet now, and I'll be completely honest, and I, I don't know, um, Georgia's, George, Axel's a lot more adventurous. Luna has a good diet, and I try and get, yeah. you know, get into her as much as I can, because I'm so, I'm super healthy, so is G. Um, but we've got to a point now where it's kind of pasta, fish fingers, mashed potato with peas crunched up in it, and grated broccoli. And yeah. we're sort of alternating with those because I just am at a loss as to know what, what else to do. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Because yeah. there's been so much rejection from food yeah. that I've cooked. You know, she ate roast chicken the other night and I was like, oh my God, she's eating chicken. Amazing. Me and my husband were like, oh my God, she's eating it, she's eating it, she's eating it. It does become like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I find with Axel, he is, he's adventurous. He sounds like your daughter. He'll try anything. Mm. If I'm eating something, whatever it is, he's always got his hands in it or yeah. he's hovering around the table wanting to eat what anyone else has got. He's got one, th- it's something at the moment where he thinks everything is cake. So he <laughs> points to this. I'm what eating, a lovely world I'm, eating, I'm eating an orange and he's going, cake, cake. And I'm like, yeah, cool. You can have some cake. <laughs> it's just an orange. But one day he'll love something. So he'll love cake the next day he'll hate it but the day after he'll love it again yeah. he's just contrary so is that the person is that a personality thing then yeah is that- that's a that's a personality thing but or also just a time like one day you, you feel like also the other thing with kids is that they have much more instinctive eating habits than we do they're like they have self-regulation they can they can know when to stop eating in a much better way than we can. They don't, you know, they can know. It's weird that they've done these amazing studies where children will choose the thing that they need more of that day in their diet. Like they need wow. more what? vitamin yeah. C. So they will choose that. If you lay it out in front of them, they will choose the one with the more vitamin C. In, That's interesting. Which is bananas, but it's totally true. So, so I think things like that as, you know, if you put a piece of cake in front of most of us every day we would eat the piece of cake if we like the cake every day whereas he's obviously like one day it's like yeah I don't need the stodge today so yeah I don't want have, it yeah so it's not have that fine so <laughs> clever are they so it's, it's, it's just natural right we don't all need stodge every day yeah so I guess it's I just with fussy eating or contrariness is that a word mm. I don't know if it is um, just keep trying I guess so don't be like oh no he doesn't like that or she doesn't like no, that it's I think always that world is when you really get into trouble because you start chopping stuff out so okay, they don't like crochet yeah and they don't like chicken and they don't like and then if particularly you've got more than one child you're creating a nightmare because they have that food and they have that food and there's so many families that do that so just make sure (laughs) don't forget the one thing that they said that they didn't like and just bring it back again like try different like fry the courgettes or put them in a sauce or you know make soup things like it's almost like if you blind them with it I find that's like the best way my son who hates sweet potato but then if I love them in fries. Well if I make them mash on top of fish pie or in fries, it's he like it. he's completely all over so it. So funny. <sighs> I think it's so funny when you meet an adult who doesn't eat something. I think what what, what did your mum do? Like did your mum just never give you mushrooms? Or did like for instance, my husband when I first met him didn't eat eggs, pizza, tomatoes. Um I mean the list goes <laughs> on and on. And now, like ten years later, he eats absolutely everything and he said, Oh, it's just because I was never in introduced to it yeah so so I think fussy grown-ups are way worse than yes. fussy children my husband was the same he wouldn't eat fish and it was sort of like this weird thing like fake allergy like he would just sort of uh, like immediately go to the people who went out somewhere like no no I can't I can't do fish and eventually I was like this is ridiculous like what what have you tried that I, I sort of felt like I'm gonna get on this one yeah because fish is such an amazing thing exactly so we started off with you know this and that and now he absolutely like, he one of it? his favorite thing is oysters and ceviche like raw proper like 
Yeah, Hardcore yeah. fish. <laughs> Smelly fish. Fish, yeah, fish. But I guess exactly. that must stem from mums going like, oh no, he doesn't like that. Yeah. Oh no, he doesn't like that. And it gets instilled into their brains growing up. Oh, he they just was, doesn't, right, you're inspiring me like to that. go home and sort this situation out. I'm, I'm going to work on it, I promise you, over the next few months. Because I think it can sometimes just be one thing. I mean, he then says it was school fish, which I get. I imagine if you're given disgusting fish at school. So you then put that in a in a bag in your head. A bag? Yeah. A compartment. And you think, right, that's stuff. And, and I think that could start really early and you think the green stuff it was a bit bitter or something was a bit weird about it so I don't want anything green mm. and then it could be a just you know yeah, I, so I it's... fancy a bit of a fight at lunchtime <laughs> <laughs> let's go for it today's yeah. the day um, let's talk cherry juice oh yes um, so I mean this kind of stems from you actually which is really exciting that we've got you here opposite us but on our Instagram um, a couple of months back um, we, we were debating our favourite subjects to talk about which is sleep yes. um, Luna is a very early riser Axel the well, dream apparently, child well he's an early riser the last couple of days but no he's yeah, yeah, generally he, yeah, he sleeps till about he 7.30 does, yeah, exactly. so we were trying to do an experiment to see if there was any kind of tricks of the trade that we could give our kids apart from obviously you know cowpole um, to make them sleep in a little bit later and Georgia suddenly came up and she was like have you followed this girl on Instagram and it's Lizzie <laughs> King and she talks about cherry juice just talk to us explain to us exactly you know what the conversation was okay um, it's really interesting uh, because obviously I started off um, in, I mean cherries are food but I started my main the way I started my Instagram and my, my where my book came out was all about food and feeding kids better and making it really straightforward for mums um, and that's always been what I've talked about and what I've done and then it was this it wasn't this clock change we've just had but it was the one before in October and for some reason my kids sleep I mean they're big now they're 10, 8 and 4 um, but they have always been pretty good at sleeping and also I've had pretty low tolerance on any chat in the night or any you know so I, so I probably just ignored them for long enough that they now know not <laughs> to get out of bed in the night but basically they stay in bed until it's seven o'clock and otherwise it's the middle of the night even sometimes my husband gets confused and tells him it's the middle of the night at like 7.45 <laughs> but that's fine they, they're really good at sleeping and suddenly it, it totally went wrong one um, last is it October? yeah, yeah it was yeah. and it, for some reason we, my 10 year old was staying up really late he's notoriously terrible at going to sleep he's just always like you know busy mind um, so he was up staying up the little ones were going to bed and then they were getting up at like fine and it wasn't one hour early it was like who knows how much early so I was finding myself like going to bed at midnight and being woken up at five and then who knows what happens in the night and they were just trash it was like five days of complete hell so I what I'd like to do in these situations is get my head down and do some reading and find stuff out. And I thought there must be something out there that is not retinol or <laughs> general anaesthetic <laughs> or, you know, just whatever. Um, and I looked at everything and I looked at sleep studies and I looked and I was reading this brilliant book about the importance of the science of sleep that Matt, oh, it's amazing. And also how important it is so it wasn't just me thinking I need a night's sleep they all need a night's sleep I was becoming completely frenetic about how like it's all very well feeding your kids beautiful green smoothies but if they don't get any sleep they're way more screwed than someone who's eating junk food and getting 12 hours a night yep um, so I, I found eventually I stumbled across um, through I can't even remember but it was like one of those rabbit holes I'd gone down um, and I found um, someone talking about the natural melatonin that is in specific sour cherry. So it's not just eating a bunch of cherries. Um, it's the only food source of melatonin, which is what helps you sleep. It helps you relax and it helps you sleep. Um, and so I thought, OK, this is worth a go. And my natural guinea pigs are my own children and myself I mean I, I did say it was fine you know it's all natural and you know I wasn't trying to poison my kids but I did try it and I did like worked out doses and worked out how it's going it's really sour oh I mean, god yeah, we've it tasted is. it yeah. it doesn't really taste sour so I made I, I found a special smoothie that was going to have other things in it that were going to also help sleep and two days in I was like unbelievable I mean it was amazing how effective it was and then from that I've then done so two it. days in what happened the kids were just oh, sleeping was, later was, they were going the, the older one was going to sleep within 10 minutes of getting into bed and wow. the little ones were staying asleep so they were not getting up and ravaging around the house like <laughs> lunatics um, and, and so and, and so I then shared it and I wrote up some recipes and, I, and there's a 
page on my website you can look at I think it's called sleep, four top sleep tips and then uh, lizzielovesheathy.com and um, all the other stuff I tried because I tried the other stuff too lavender spray yep fine it does like maybe a tiny bit of help but um, that for since we've done that anytime there's been someone who's been ill and then they've been up or people have I've now have messages from people who've been flying to Australia like jet lag and it's been so incredible people who've sent me messages weeping saying my child has never slept through the night she's seven and she slept through the night after oh, three that's days that's amazing wow. Lizzie that's amazing you're changing lives through cherry juice <laughs> <laughs> it's just so satisfying to think it's so yeah. simple and it's out there and we just didn't know about it well I didn't know about it so I really want to shout about it because if it gives more children and more parents sleep yeah <gasps> Then just think how can't put a price on it. No, we just can't. function on such a better level when we're slept oh. as well. So quantities. What because we've obviously got toddlers. They're eight, yes. about eighteen months old. What what is our aim in terms of quantities? How much do we have to get into them? Well, it depends again how how lacking in sleep you are, but how much they weigh I think is more key okay. with toddlers. But they, I've said I do fifteen mils from about the age of four or five up twice I do if, if you're in a real bind I do two lots of that um, before so one at sort of four straight up to school and then one at about six that's and what I, I do it in a Axel. smoothie mm-hmm. and, and as they are a bit younger I, I would maybe I mean I don't want to it's, there's nothing that you can, you know, it's not bad for you. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, be overdosing anyone on... It's it's just quite a, a high concentration of fruit juice. So it would be good to put it in a smoothie or something. Because yes. I was obviously giving it to Luna in syringe. In well, the that's syringe. what I do with my daughter yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, and it was quite hard to sort of get it down. I was, <laughs> at one point I was like pinning her down on the sort of surface <laughs> top. Like, come on, get the cherry juice in you. And we only did it for three nights. So it didn't really have... Personally, it didn't have you. But I don't think I did it for long enough. And I definitely don't think I got enough in her. Yeah, I think from... In- Instagram we obviously put it out and a, a few of our followers f- did it and then they reported back and a lot of people were saying at least half an hour to 45 minutes more sleep in the morning and I think that's what I found I had a couple of days where Axel was waking up a bit earlier so I started it I just gave it to him in water actually yeah, yeah he just drank <laughs> but it he just you? drank it yeah because I think he only has water yeah so anything that tasted different, different. to water it's he was fun. like yeah I'm gonna lap this up yeah. this is great yeah um and yeah he did I think he ended up sleeping to like 7.45 one day, which was lovely. Um, yeah, well, so that's the, the interesting... Well, when I read the science behind it, that was what interested me, was it wasn't just about... Because there used to be this stuff called Sudafed. Medised. Medised. Medised, that's That is it. now illegal. That my sister always used to say, oh, just give them that. And that just like not... Like that's a, like a knocking out thing. And so I was really aware that I didn't want to be like giving kids something that was... But the point of it, the point of this specific stuff is that it helps you get to sleep quicker but it also keeps you asleep for longer so the time and it's the same for grown-ups so the time spent in bed you will have a greater proportion of time asleep and that was what was the kind of like yeah that's ding, good ding moment for me because yeah, sometimes you can leave them in their cot and they're just babbling away and you don't actually know how yeah. long they're babbling away for it yeah. could be that they don't go to sleep till nine o'clock exactly, <laughs> exactly. so it's just literally sour juice sour um cherry juice and you can buy it online you can Give buy it online, yes, but I would read. I've got a really nice link to all the sleep science and all of that. If you want to read all the stuff, it's on my lizzielovesheathy.com and there's the, the all the stuff, you all can the science behind it. Yeah, Fine. And, and the smoothie recipe and the because it the syringe thing. My daughter loves it, but she's a slight freak when it comes. Her and Axel, busy mums. Let's talk about you know. Obviously, we 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 speak lots about kind of obviously food and yeah. you know we've both got careers and you're busy too and you haven't necessarily got time to go home and cook like this wonderful meal and present it to your family. So any sort of quick meals that are really good nutritious that we can do in sort of 10-15 minutes that's not going to take us an hour to prep yes so well my favourite thing for that would be um, any kind of wrap thing I call them rolled up whatever it is a rolled up avocados or rolled up chicken but you may, you can make my favourite way of doing it I'm celiac so I can't eat gluten and if you don't have I mean I often open one bag of those wraps and then they sit in the freezer or in the fridge and go a bit mouldy so if you want to make the only thing you do is make the wrap so you get some chickpea flour and you whisk it up with some water there's a recipe on my website again but you can it's basically half half and then you make it like a pancake in a frying pan 
like that and then everything you've got in your fridge goes in it hummus some chopped up carrots some cucumber a bit of cold chicken and then you roll it up or a bit of melted cheese and call it a you know quesadilla um, is it a melted like- cheese quesadilla exactly <laughs> yeah. and then what my kids really like I mean yours might be a bit young is, is I put, put it all out on the table and so then it saves even more time I put them to work they just pull yeah, it yeah that's I get nice. the wraps and once yeah. I've made the wrap which literally takes three minutes I put it on their plate and then they'd make the rest of it up themselves. and it's fun and it's fun I tried Axel with fajitas once and I think he quite enjoyed that there was like all different yeah. colours and bits and pieces and I was showing yeah. him what to do I mean he wasn't rolling it up like a pro or anything <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> he's so guacamole, but um, he liked the fact that there was lots of variety on the plate yeah um, and actually you're just emptying your fridge okay that's a good tip and snacks can, do you believe are you, are you a snack believer I'm I yeah I think I mean especially when the kids are your your kids age um I think they don't just have the capacity to power through from breakfast until lunch that would just be bananas but I do think that we have an over-snacked um, generation of kids <laughs> and the amount of rice cakes with a lick of like apple juice on them, which is basically what it is, uh, it just going round. I remember just sitting sitting in parks on buggies, like, you know, I was usually on my phone doing some work or talking to someone, but there would just be armies of people with crunching bags. And actually that that is going to be a problem for your the fussy eater, if there is such a thing, because then they stuff their face at 11 and then at lunchtime, forget it. They just want to go to sleep and they don't want to eat. So for me, I think you can be wary that um, you don't have to feed them all the time. Hunger, for me, is a precious commodity. And a hungry child is just the most amazing thing. Like, my kids come back from school, I give them a quick something, because they are dying of hunger usually. But an apple or, you know, something easy and quick and fresh and crunchy. And then by supper time, they they have probably asked me 20 times, I'm so hungry! (laughs) And I think you just have to be kind of like, it's fine, it's coming. And then when they eat, they are going to really Enjoy it. Yeah, Yeah. Eat more, eat more variety, more likely to try something different, all of those good things. Uh, A question from me. Um, What is that thing that children go through where they've been enjoying their meals, they're eating, and then suddenly... um, I'm using because my stepdaughter, for example, sometimes struggles with just sitting down with a plate of food in front of her. She's up and about, she's running around, and she loses interest in it quite quickly. Yeah, once they're not strapped into a high chair. Yeah, she's tiny. She's four. Yeah, so I mean, that, again, that's quite common, and that's a personality thing. Like some children just are like on the move more, and mm. they're not, you know, some kids like my Calypso, my eight-year-old, she was just like settled in for lunch. Like when it was lunchtime, she was sitting there, and she was not going anywhere. <laughs> she sounds like the dream, doesn't yeah, she? It's I know, amazing. I like she's, her. Yeah, she's good. Um, but then there are, you know, my two boys probably a bit like her. They they were always like fidget run, and we always had this thing: you can't have toys, at, you know, because then this yeah thing screen is, you time could just put toys. A Screen, but yeah. mm, you're kind of deflecting the whole point. I, I think conversation helps, and I think you know talking about the Lego thing that he wants to go and get. You talk about that, and you talk about well, well when are we going to play with the Lego thing, or what do you you know that sort of thing? Distraction, basically. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Someone was telling me about gold stars, so you could make like a chart, and you know if you finish your meal, then it's a gold star, and then you can have this. I mean, it's a bit of bribery. <laughs> yeah, gentle bribery, I like gentle to call bribery. it. Yeah, so I'm. They- I'm a, I, I kind of don't. I'm not a really huge fan of the like. If you eat that, you get a treat, or if you know, because I think then you get into murky emotional waters. <laughs> but I, I, I did um, one thing that I really like that um, I read about when I was um, dealing with you know three different kids of three different ages and who's going to eat what is sticking a thing on your fridge with all that. So it's kind of like a, a incentivizing, but it's not like rewarding you with a treat. So you have a, a, a days of the week and you have the colours of the rainbow. So you have orange green yellow and they have to color in one of the colors every day so they have to eat something green oh that's a good idea they have to eat something purple and then they want to go and do that and um with the first week i did it phoenix who my littlest who you know is is pretty good at eating but he's he'd prefer to just eat porridge all day (gasps) same as luna (laughs) she loves it just wants porridge yeah Yeah, just porridge and cold porridge and is there did you throw the porridge away from this morning (laughs) (laughs) and it's four o'clock in the evening mommy i'm gonna get it out of the bin like crazy porridge freak um he stood up when he realized because you get a bit competitive about it he stood up when he realized that he hadn't had anything red got a red pepper out of the fridge and just (laughs) went oh my i've got the red now (laughs) so you know that is like 
the food is the treat. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Than, uh, it's a great idea. So what does a perfect day look like? So, you know, I'm, I've got a day off and I'm gonna, I want to make sure that Axel is eating everything that, you know, is good for him. What should, you know, starting from seven o'clock in the morning, he wakes up, what am I doing throughout the day? You want to be really, you want to be, I want to be really good. You want to be really good. Okay. Well, I think perfect is impossible, like, isn't it? So let's, but I, okay. So if you want, if you want to try and have the best nutritionally balanced balanced day, day, you can. Okay. Well, you, what you want to start with, again, you have to play around with what they like or what they don't like, but porridge is amazing. Like if they like porridge, and it's winter you know probably you don't want hot porridge in August but that is an awesome way to start because it's filling it's got you can add fruit to it you could get you know lots of you can sneak fruit into it as well (laughs) or you can (laughs) green fruit (laughs) green fruit kiwis broccoli porridge yeah (laughs) or or my phoenix likes because he wants it immediately so the porridge is obviously too hot when I've made it so my trick was frozen berries on it nice. so the frozen berries do like the opposite of a microwave yeah, they lovely. chill it from within yeah, that's a good one and he loves that and then you get like jammy lumps of, of berries so I would say something like that um, porridge for this beautiful time of year we've got the moment yeah. okay I've got a big tick because that's what we have yeah. every morning right. <laughs> excellent good. So you, could, you could sprinkle some flax seeds or something over that's the what we Zoe, do Zoe does that, that. would be amazing um, <laughs> she's doing a dance omega 3s then um, you you would have a snack sort of mid-morning if you if you can do nuts or you can do things like that you would yeah. have some sort of energy nice energy ball that would be dense and nutrient dense is a word that people don't like but it's got a reason for existing because it's helpful yeah um so something like that but again you don't need to go like one or two and can you know. do you make those or can you buy them there's loads you can buy. The problem with all the ones you can buy is that they tend to be like more than half dates or more than right. half. Right. So a lot of sugar. Syrups. So just yeah. I mean, it's mainly because it's cheaper, and it's also because people buy them more because yeah. they're sweeter, and they don't think because it's healthy, they don't think to read the pack. But if you make, I've got. You should try my pecan brownie balls. Okay. Oh, yes. they, I'm going to go Google good. that straight they're away. Killer, they're killer. Um, and they are mainly nuts with a l- few dates in them. Um, so then that would be a nice little playground snack. And then lunch, you want to have, particularly for that sort of age, you want lunch to be like the biggest protein bit that they can get of the day um, because by the evening they might be tired or they might not have... Yeah. You know. yeah. So if you can go with some fish, like some salmon, some fish pie, wild salmon fish pie would be like... Sounds delicious. ...the dream. You could get that. I mean, you could get, a, you know, I've... Again, I've got one. Uh, I think it's on my website as well as in my book, but it's called Fennel and Salmon Fish Pie. And it's super easy. You stick it all in and you can also freeze it. So then you can have lots of little. <coughs> but that's it. You want to have a lot of omega 3s in your day. And um, protein at lunch is And key. protein is really good to have. Uh, well, you, you can have a bit of protein in, in all meals, but you want to have the bulk of your protein and your calories for, for a small one and then they'll lunch. sleep as well they'll go down exactly. for their nap and they'll sleep for longer yeah I mean kids that are eating in just an hour a couple of hours before they go to bed at night it's more difficult to digest and all those things so you want to make it easier on them in the evening okay so then what does a perfect evening meal look so like so then a perfect evening meal well I would say you want it to be easy for you as well yeah um, you can do, people are really scared of pasta but I think if you get nice there's so many whole wheat pastas or brown wheat rice free. pastas or yeah brown you know rice you can pasta. mix it up I mean there's quinoa pasta there's any pasta now um but that with a really nice um vegetable thick vegetable sauce that like you could fit like you know five different vegetables in yeah um, I'm doing or, it Winner. or pesto I, I do pesto a lot because I my ki- my killer with pasta is if I'm making pasta it's got to be the sauce has got to take the same amount of time as it does to cook the pasta mm. yeah of unless course. I've got a vat of delicious Italian sauces in the freezer which sometimes I do um, <laughs> but otherwise woman. I just want to <laughs> grab stuff and put it in a whizzer and yeah. make it taste nice because you can basically put anything in a pesto can't you yeah and the good, the other good thing about a pesto I mean people always feel bad about giving their kids pasta but if you're giving them pesto you're giving them raw garlic and raw green stuff that they're never going to eat otherwise I yeah. mean the power of the antimicrobials in a raw garlic is like mind blowing amazing yeah so, so pasta pesto is the one. Yeah, as long as you're making... I mean, the jar stuff is very different. Yeah, of course. And there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not giving the stuff that 
your nice magic mixed up machine. That is so it. helpful, all of it that. It is. Good. It really, really helpful because it is a minefield and it, it can be stressful and you don't want it to make it, You don't. we really don't want to make it stressful for our kids. No. Cause it's the worst thing because I think for me, you know, she just definitely picks up on my anxiety if I'm yeah. having like a, is she eating it, is she eating it, is she eating it. So totally. I think a lot of parents email, you know, send us emails or messages that yeah. that's what's happening in their household too. So that is, that's really good. And that all seems quite simple. That's not an really hour's simple. prep. Yeah. But also stuff that you want to eat too. Like yeah. you could all eat that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely up for well. pasta pesto any, any time <laughs> yeah. any day um, and just wrapping things up Lizzie yeah. we would love to get your kind of top products that you absolutely swear by in the kitchen okay so my kitchen is very small and very overlogged if there's a word <laughs> it's completely weighed down by kit so I'm always thinking I need less kit but for me the key the crucial thing is my Magimix that I've had since I don't know when because um, you can make that amazing pesto but you can put you know you can make anything in it um i would also i would say you would need particularly for weaning just one of those stick blenders oh yes because then you can make soup for yourself and mush it for the babies or you can make i mean i think they're really 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 helpful and you can get them you can pick them up for nothing yeah um and what else uh well, I, I'm obsessed with my Vitamix, but that is really expensive. Yeah, I have a Vitamix. It is really good. It though. is amazing. And you very can make noisy. Banana ice cream yeah. is like the best thing in the world. Oh, I want that now. Oh, my God. It's just frozen <laughs> bananas. So I, I tend to have a problem with ordering fruit, and I always have. Well, one of the things is you can never have too much fruit, right? But ban- brown bananas just are depressing. And you slice them up, you put them in the freezer with some something over covering them. And then you put them straight in. You have to have a high-powered blender like a Vitamix or something punchy. And you just use bananas and a dash of milk or something to mm. flavour it. And that's like goes into a proper soft whippy, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's amazing. And you can do soup and you can make the soup hot yeah. in the Vitamix, which is yeah. unbelievable. You just can't work out... Well, you can work out how it happens because it's the, it's the motor. <laughs> but you can't, but Georgia. It, it is it's unbelievable, though. You put all these raw ingredients in there and then whiz it up and it's yeah. hot soup. That's amazing. amazing. It is amazing. And then, of course, your book. And, of course, my book. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not specifically for weaning, but it is for feeding families. And it's about, there's a lot of, the large chunk at the beginning about nutrition and what to feed when and what children need at what point. And there's a bit chapter on fussy eaters and there's lots of meal plans. But essentially, the the meals and the recipes are really healthy, um, gluten-free because I'm celiac but that's kind of incidental when people say oh but could I use it if I'm not more like you can always add normal flour like there's yeah. nothing but it's just the idea is that it's easy stuff you can make that everyone in your family is going to eat and what's it called? it's called Lizzie Loves Healthy Family Food brilliant and we can Great. get it on Amazon you can get it on Amazon yeah wonderful Lizzie what an absolute joy to have you in I am um, both Georgia and I are going to rush home now and just cook up one of your special delights and fingers crossed it won't be green <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Lizzie. Thanks very much for having me. So as per usual, at the end of our podcast, we're going to talk about our five favourite products that we can't live without. Uh, The first one on the list today, and I actually really like these as well. They're delicious. Uh, They are delicious. Kidalicious cheese straws. You can get them in most supermarkets. Um, They're just really ideal kind of finger food for baby. Um, So, and And if your baby doesn't have any teeth, he or she can actually just suck on them and they sort of melt in your mouth, but they're delicious. I mean, Axel and Luna absolutely love them, <laughs> swear by them, and Georgia and I do too. We do. Um, for me, a high chair is really important. So I spent quite a lot of money on mine. I had the eye candy my chair, or oh, I still have it. So you can use it from birth right up to probably when they're like three or four and it turns into a rocking chair. It looks really glam and gorgeous in your home, but it is like almost £500, which is a lot, which is so much. But then my mum bought a car- an Ikea high chair £14 and it is amazing so it's flip side of the scale really yeah exactly either or (laughs) (laughs) yeah we like both a budget one and a luxe one for you Um, another essential piece of kit I think is the Nutribullet Baby Um, this is brilliant because um, you can do all of your blending all of your purees Um, the Nutribullet comes with these amazing little pots as well so once you've pureed everything obviously when baby doesn't have teeth you can then put them in the fridge and they've got the dates on them as well so you 
know that's if good. you can only keep something for two days you know because you put the date on it and you can take it out and be like oh, I made this two days ago let's give it <laughs> yeah really good really really good um, another one newbie miracle plates are amazing because they all kids love chucking stuff and this just means that they can't chuck the whole bowl on the floor immediately so what do they do they make a suction don't they yeah they, the... they stick to the high chair um, which yeah I mean it is amazing everyone knows that if you're a mum the plate is going to get chucked across the room at some point and this means it's just a bit harder for them to do that little suction I can still see Axel like trying to wrench it off oh though. yeah I mean he, he definitely can get it off but it just delays the process slightly <laughs> so you can get there in time yeah. um, and the last one on the list today the baby Bjorn bib this is the one that completely covers them so yeah. all the way down the arms um, and obviously to the waist as well because you know when you are at that early uh, sort of stage of weaning food just goes everywhere <laughs> it does <laughs> yeah these are really good so that's it from us for this week um, if you have liked what you've heard remember you can subscribe rate and review the podcast and it kind of gets us out to more people um, and you can find all of the products that we've spoken about on today's episode on the website so remember you can get in touch with us as well madebymummers.com um, also via my Instagram at Zoe Hardman and our Made by Mummers Instagram too thanks so much for listening we'll see you next week thanks planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.